Business is about to be dealt with here on a Monday evening, and great to be with you. It's a very good to of you. It's not lost on us actually that you choose Sin Media to for your reviews on your Monday evening. Welcome to the Sports Desk. My name is Jason. Jerry is in the studio too, and we've got our one and only, one beloved, our courageous, our pub footy hero, Sam Menhennet, joined by virtual reality. How are you doing, Sammy? Good evening to you and Jerry. Uh, I wouldn't say hero. I missed a set shot on oh, uh, Saturday no. afternoon that I'm still uh, not happy with. <laughs> Damn. What's happening with you, Jerry? Uh, not much. Just been training hard two weeks ago till state, so yeah. Yes. I've, had, I've been insane for the last few days. It's been so eventful for me. Thursday night. Hosted my first ever live edition of Mosh Pit on Sin for the first live show for that program in three years. Ooh. Friday night, part of the control room team of Wait We're Live, the series finale of Wait We're Live uh, on Channel 31. There was there were laughs, there were cries, there was general comedy all around, and we did it in front of a live studio audience. Very proud of that night. Saturday night, Jerry. I went and saw Henry Rollins for his Good to See You spoken word tour at Hamer Hall. That was a fun. That was a fun night. And said, I got myself a hoodie. I'll probably bust that out at the studio at some point. And uh, Sunday, watched a bit of footy because that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be breaking down round fifteen later on in the program. And today, Jerry, you have caught me on my break from watching AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling collaboration show for the second edition of Forbidden Door, a show I've been enjoying greatly, and I'll be enjoying greatly when I get done after this show, Jerry. It's a great time. Is it a miscellaneous sport or? Well, it's it's pro it. wrestling and oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> MJF. Is, uh, spoilers to uh, Sam. By the way, you've got a wrestling friend. Uh, are they listening into the show tonight? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll soon find out. So if okay, if Sam's wrestling friend is listening into the program right now, be sure to hit him up at Sam Manhattan on Twitter. Follow him. Send him all the follows. Give him all the love. Send him presents even. Also at Sam Manhattan on Instagram. Slip into his DMs. Let's have a quick conversation about Forbidden Door if you like. No spoilers though. I'm up to the women's title match. In the meantime, uh, the sporting news has been quite interesting, and I thought it'd be worth sharing that Melbourne Vixens got uh, knocked out of the uh, Super Netball semifinals during the week so to West Coast fever who have now qualified for the prelim that's a shame for the vixens jerry well it's something good for west coast considering what's happening in afl the so. one good thing happening yeah, in the well, west one good thing um <laughs> disappointing for vixens though because they've been strong over the past few years um i think they won a championship a few years ago as well so disappointing mm. yeah they went down 64 57 to west coast fever that allows them to qualify for the prelim they'll be taking on the new south wales swifts July 1st, this Saturday. You can catch that at 7 p.m. Winner of that goes on to qualify for the grand final and waiting for them is the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Jerry, what's been hitting uh, your news feed in the week? There's a few interesting ones. So a shot putter from Belgium in the European champs runs a 32-second 100-meter hurdles just to avoid Belgium getting relegated. So that was quite funny. She came last, but, um, you know, ended up scoring some points and, saving Belgium, essentially, from relegation. Um, West Tigers in the NRL um, reportedly 
may lose Brooks to a oh sorry, we probably may sign Brooks for a two million uh three year deal. So that that could be very interesting. And also Carlos Alcaraz uh is back to all number one, defeating Alex Steemnov Yozzi six four, six four at Queens, increasing his Wimbledon chances. Right. Uh increasing the chances. What's his likelihood uh at well, this point in time? He hasn't played Wimbledon ever before, so he's kind of fresh um, on the grass. So that was his first ever like proper grass tournament that he won. So he's unbeaten on grass. Um, but hence that Djokovic is still the man to beat um, mm-hmm. leading up to Wimbledon. So we'll see. Sam, what's been hitting your news feed during the week? Well, as we get ever closer to the Women's World Cup, uh, I thought this was really amazing. Sunday morning, um, football fr- fans from all around Australia and other nations have taken over the Sydney Harbour Bridge, uh, a part of the celebrations. Uh, so uh, 4,000 people walked over the bridge on Sunday morning, so no traffic. Uh, they blocked all that off um, with a series of festivities to acknowledge the tournament, which is just 25 days away. So it's starting to get really exciting. I still don't have a ticket, so <laughs> this is not good. I need to get one for at least one of the games. Um, and then so there's going to be all festivals and activations uh, right around the country, uh, right around here and New Zealand. Um, and uh, they're already here, some of them. Uh, a few were spotted at the Gold Coast Suns game. Sam Kerr and the crew were sitting um, up watching the uh, Hawthorne Suns game yesterday. Uh, so we're getting closer and closer. So that's exciting. Who here was in the studio that was watching the Hawthorne Gold Coast game? Because I caught a bit of it, and then I watched. I didn't get to witness in in live and living colour the breakaway, but we'll be breaking that down a little bit later on, won't we? Mm. Uh, I guess otherwise than that, in other news, I actually wanted to quickly, I found something uh, online, and I thought this is worth celebrating a little bit. Australia at, uh, took part in the Special Olympics in the in not too long ago, and they have obtained thirteen gold medals by at the Special Olympics World Games in Berlin. Fantastic! That's amazing. Good on them. Wonderful. How many athletes are competing in, in well, total? Seven thousand. Well, right? so to yeah. break down, uh, the Special Olympics is the intellectual disabilities and uh, you know all, and all abilities Olympic Games, mm-hmm. and uh, it saw seven thousand athletes uh, this year with from one hundred ninety different delegations competing across twenty six sports. For sixty four athletes made up the Australian team, and they took part in events such as basketball, bocce, bowling, equestrian, golf, gymnastics, swimming, tennis, and athletics. And to take away 13 gold medals, hey, well done, Aussies. And in four years, it could be in Perth, so Australia bidding what? for the 2027 Games. Exciting right. times. What's bocce again? I know that name, but I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Bocce, it's, it's, it's along the lines, I'm guessing it's under the similar umbrella of uh, croquet or something like that, isn't it? Or lawn, not, maybe not necessarily lawn bowls, but it's in that kind of ballpark, right? Jerry, I think you might actually be fact-checking it right now. Yeah, but if anyone, similar. If any of the listeners out there are quicker on the online or the internet. I wonder, is it, yes, just Sam? Uh, goal ball as well. It'll be interesting to see because uh, I've played that and that's scary if you've never played that. So that's a, a blind sport where you throw like a, a ball along the, the ground and you not let it get past you. Uh, and I played it before with a blindfold and the, they've got bells in the ball and it comes at you at speed. So it's a crazy <laughs> sport to play. <laughs> um, so I wonder if we did all right at that. Do you reckon that should be a, a sports desk end of season, I guess, to out, uh, what, let's say sports desk family outing, for lack of a better term. <laughs> we should do something like that. I was thinking more just 
pool, maybe. <laughs> Keep pool. it simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, yeah, in, in fairness, intense. this studio currently sits uh, next door to a table tennis table, so should we probably have oh, a round issue. robin or something like that? Because so, uh, it was back in March you were trying out the table tennis. Yeah, it didn't yeah, work it out was. quite well. I think Jerry needs a bit of redemption there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, against the sports desk boys, maybe it might be a bit of a different story. We'll see. <laughs> Perhaps. That's very a possibility. Um, break coming up later on in the show will be a bit of an Ashes preview. Jerry's also going to be breaking down the women's Ashes taking place in England right now. And we're just going to see how the generally the Aussies te- are faring, especially with the incredible win uh, of the first test, which is, hey, suck on that, Bazball. Uh, <laughs> Did we, do we already talk about tennis, Alex Diminal? Oh, uh, yeah. He lost to Alcaraz. We did? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Just making sure we got that covered. Okay. We're, All exciting we're, stuff ahead. We we uh, put the lines to the T's and dot the I's here on the Sports Desk News. <laughs> yes, That's what we do on your Monday night when we review the world of sport. Uh, also will be our round 15 uh, breakdown because there's a lot to break down. And I actually, I feel, I wanted to direct our first song tonight to West Coast Eagles supporters. Jerry is bracing himself because he thinks I'm going to go and mock. No, I saw Henry Rollins on Saturday night. If you don't know who Henry Rollins is, Sam and Jerry is the uh, front man for Black Flag. And he also in the 90s had a project called the Rollins Band. In 1992, he brought out an album called The End of Silence. And the first song we're going to do is called Grip because I believe this album, The End of Silence, is self-help the album. And I want to keep, and I want West Coast supporters, I want any sports fan who is supporting a team that they're struggling to just remember, pay attention to the lyric of keep your self-respect intact because nothing, and I mean nothing, is worth more than your self-respect. Here's Grip by the Rollins Band. You're on the sports desk. Henry Rollins Band with the song Grip from the 1992. Great. uh, That was the end of silence. Uh, I got to hear him at Hamer Hall. It was a wonderful time. He spoke for two and a half hours, didn't have a, any bit of water, didn't have notes with him, just spoke off the top of his head for two and a half hours. Uninterrupted, Jerry. It was quite a fun night. In the meantime, you are listening to the Sports Desk, and Jerry, we've got some big business to break down shortly, don't we? Yes, we do. Not only that, we've got Sam Manhennett with us in the studio, and uh, he's a very excited fellow because um, yeah, have you been keeping up with the cricket much, Sam? Uh, to be honest, I've seen, I've played a bit more, and I guess it's just it's just part of being on the sports desk. You got to know what's going on in the world of sport. But uh, to be honest, uh, I, it's been hard to miss um, with, with what amazing things going on over there at the moment. I've been probably had an eye on cricket um, where I really haven't had much of an eye on it before, uh, and something that we should bring to the table as well because I think a lot of people have been speaking over over the last. Um, Last night, and again, it's on TV tonight. Uh, the Warney show that's been uh, talked about. Uh, so I don't know if any of you guys have seen it or had any thoughts on the show, but maybe we can see what the uh, reviews are, are out for that. Most of them, for what I'm aware of, have been negative. Oh, okay, that's not great, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, yes, take us through the cricket, Jerry. <laughs> Yes. And oh, where's our famous sound? You've got that ready to go, Jason? Here we go. Timing is that of the essence. We now throw to Jerry to break down the world of cricket. Yeah, so we'll start with the women's ashes here. So it's Trent Bridge day four, so, oh, sorry, day five now, the last day, um, which is happening at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, well, into the second innings. Um, so we'll start off with the first. Australia made 473 
with Annabelle Sutherland scoring 137 not out in a big display. And then following that, England made 463 all out with um, Beaumont making a double century, 208 of 331. So that kind of balanced things out with England trailing by only 10 runs for Australia's second innings. Um, standouts there were kind of Ash Gardner, 4 for 99 in that England first innings. And then Australia in the second innings were bowled out for 257 last night. With Beth Mooney, the opener, making 85 from 168. Captain Alyssa Healy making a half century. And de- debutante Phoebe Litchfield making 46. Um, and also England are bowling pretty well as well with um Sophie Ecclestone. Uh, she's got 10 wickets for the match. So five wickets in both innings, which is quite impressive. And then to reply, England have made five for 116 off 28 overs. Um, so far... Gardner's um, got the wickets again, so three for 33. Australia need five wickets to win on the final day, and England need 190 or so runs to win. So it's doable for both sides. I think the issue with England is they're onto their tail enders pretty much. So that could be an issue and a factor. Um, and whoever wins this is like, you know, set off well because the T20s are after this, and then obviously the ODIs for the women's. Um, so it'll be very interesting. And then aside from women's, the men's Ashes um, second test is starting on Wednesday at Lords. So that's going to be pretty interesting with Australia leading 1-0, just like they did um, four years ago. Funnily enough, four years ago at Lords, it was a draw, drawn test match with um, the infamous incident with Jofra Archer and Steve Smith, um, where he got essentially knocked out um, when he made 92. And then... Um, Currently for the squad, Australia remains unchanged. I don't think they'll make any changes because Hazelwood, um, Cummins and also Lyon did really well four years ago and they all combined for a few wickets in that first test. Um, And as for England, they'd want to bounce back. Um, With Mon Alley with that finger, who knows because they just added um, 18-year-old Rayan Ahmed to the test squad. So he debuted last year and played one single test match against Pakistan where he took 7 for 135. Um, the late and great Shane Warne, as we were talking about, Sam, um, classed him as one of the next um, big leg spin bowlers for the next um, few years. So you never know if they pick Rayan to play, he could um, take a few big scalps. At the Lords, Jerry, where do you see the chance? They'll be back with a fiery vengeance. Point, <laughs> yeah, though. they will. I think um, if they can get on a roll, England will be hard to stop with um, the baseball there. But Are they going to play that game again? Are they going to try with that gamble again, baseball? I think so. Like They're not going to change a formula they've been adopting for the past 18 months. So um, I, I didn't realise this was an 18-month strategy, really. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on since Brendan McCullum took over, I think it was end of 2021, so... Okay. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. That shows how much cricket I follow, Sam. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Um, and Joe Root, he's made, um in the past two years, he's made like 12 centuries. So I think his average at Lords is like 35, but over the past two years, his average is double that, which is 70. So if Joe Root can, um, you know, file for bat, then Australia in trouble. Who's the pitch going to favour? The pitch, um. The pitch is not out yet, so there's no pitch report until Friday. But <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting impatient From a few now. years ago, it was oh, pretty pretty bouncy, actually. Lots of reverse swing and kind of uneven bounce. So. 
if if anyone has thoughts on that Warney show, uh, we'd love to c- keep continuing talking about it. You can interact with us anytime on Twitter and Instagram, Sports Desk Sin. Yes, certainly can. And Facebook.com forward slash Sports Desk Sin. And we've just lost Sam, I think, uh, on our on our virtual reality device. So we'll get that all sorted out because we're going to want to hear his thoughts in our round 15 breakdown. And that's going to be a big occasion, I would say, Jerry. Uh, lots to talk about. Maybe the, some moments in history that are going to be going down and going to be reflected upon. I'm happy but, uh, it's not North Melbourne. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, We'll get there eventually. Here's the wonder by Miles Kane. Coming up is our breakdown of round 15. You're on the Sports Desk on Sin. So that was Miles Kane, the wonder on the Sports Desk on Sin. So now we're going to be covering the round 15 AFL action. Lots to cover. We got it right. Sam, have you recovered from the historical round 15 that took place over the weekend? The buys are done now. I'm glad that that's all done. The buys are annoying. Why? I I really think maybe they should have one weekend off. Just maybe fat bang right in the middle of the season, have it off um, so we don't have to go through this because I think it's really annoying, but I'd... Just think the broadcasters probably won't like that, but uh, I, I think it'd be a good idea. What are your thoughts? I wanted to spare a thought for you, Sam. I thought you'd be mourning the loss of the buy rounds because for the rest of this season, we're going to have clashes on Saturday and we're going to be having clashes on Sunday. I was, I was willing to spare well, a guess thought for you there. That is true. Well, you can't avoid all of them, I think. There's so <laughs> many teams out, so many games. Uh, I, I think permanent Thursday nights should be a thing, uh, and at least that frees up one game. Um, and uh, they probably feel Sunday a bit more because they'll, you know, want people to attend community games and stuff early. So they'll probably be less on a Saturday afternoon per se. But uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's all about balance. Did you uh, break down the Geelong v Melbourne on Friday's show? Yes, we did. Wonderful. Well, all I can really add is that the devil went down to Geelong, but the cats uh, purred them away. Okay. <laughs> St Kilda versus Brisbane happened at Eddie Had. Uh, not, no, that did not have it at the Eddie Had Stadium. It happened at Marvel Stadium Friday night. There we go. I'm getting it up today. <laughs> eight eight fifty six defeated by Brisbane Lions. Twelve twelve eighty four. Uh, danger. That's that's put St Kilda in a danger spot and kind of widens the gap a little bit from top four to bottom mm. four within the top eight, Jerry. Yeah, well, I was there with Liam, the St Kilda supporter. Um, he wasn't too happy that day. Um, I can only all, imagine. Yeah, I think Brisbane just dominated in the midfield that whole game with Flock and Neil leading from the front, um, 29 touches. Dunkley, Jesus has been looking good lately, 26 and a goal. Um, St Kilda, a few shining lights there where Bradley Hill off half back with goal and 25 touches. Sinclair is having another brilliant year, a goal and 36. Um, and the Brisbane forwards were just hard to contain. Like, he pulled four goals, one, Danaher, two goals. And Andrews, um, 14 intercept marks. He locked down Max King, who had three touches, um, didn't even kick a goal. So. I'll quickly fact check you there. It was 14 marks overall, but I think it was just awesome. below the record of intercept marks, considering that's it's a 10. I think it might have been about nine. Yeah, that seems about right. But, wow, what yeah. a defensive effort that is. What a yeah. performance. He had 21 touches as it's, well. It's, go ahead, It's nice to see uh, Hipwood be up and about. Uh, he's, he's struggled, I think, in recent times with some of his uh, form, but uh, good to see him. Uh, can I just say for a neutral, oh, that was a rough game to watch. It was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Being at that game, do you share that sentiment? 
Yeah, I guess for most of the game, until that last quarter where St Kilda kicked the first two, it was quite a boring footy. Like The ball just yeah. like kind of went from one end to the other and St Kilda just, I don't know, like at times didn't look like scoring. Um, I don't know if you felt so, the same. They were a threat without being a threat. Yeah. <laughs> which is the worst kind of threat. That is true. Yeah. I, I Again, I wasn't doing the Friday show, but I think uh, I was doing Channel 31 stuff. However, at the same time, we went to the to a restaurant, had a couple of, uh, had a bit of a meal after the show, and then I leave and I'm walking down La Trobe Street around Melbourne Central area and I, up in front of me are three people in Brisbane scarves. Oh. And I, at that point I had checked the score to read and it was a very low-scoring family. Oh, gee, this seems a bit ordinary. Uh, Brisbane were in front, however. I approach... I approach these random strangers. I've never met them ever, but I just go, oh, have St Kilda kicked away or something? I'm thinking they've left, and they go, nah, nah, mate. It's just a boring game of footy. <laughs> These are Brisbane. I think really? actually, yeah, really. I think in fairness, one of them did confess to me that I'm not actually a Brisbane supporter. I just bought this scarf to annoy the Saints fans. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a damning statement, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not great, and uh, I think. I mean, I'd say, and I'd, I don't know whose fault it is, but uh, Sakilda has <laughs> been known the coach to play defensively, so that could be a factor in it. But I guess not all games are going to be blockbusters. It's just going to be one of those tussles. And I, I think Brisbane haven't been playing that definitively well either. So I, th- I think there's uh, factors for both um, sides of that. But Brisbane, probably very happy with that because... Uh, not sold on them. I, I honestly thought they'd be. Is it the uh, loss to Hawthorne as to why? Position than they are, but they look. Uh, they're third on the ladder, but it just again, it's one of those d- deceiving things that the form, um, especially some of the games back home, not convincing. Uh, but I'll tell you what was convincing. <laughs> what happened I, I was going to say, afternoon. early <laughs> in the show, I said, listen, any supporter who has a struggling club, listen to the grip by the Rollins band. you got to keep your self-respect intact. I'm sure you have some <laughs> of it. But listen to what Sam said earlier, Jerry. Not every game can be a blockbuster. That's a direct quote from our overlord, Sam Menhennett here. 31-19-205 Sydney Swans over the West Coast Eagles, 5-4-34. Discuss. <laughs> Well, Sam, Jerry, can I, you just yeah, fact you check go. us? Is this a record-breaking game? Because I this takes me back to Melbourne and Geelong at Cadinia Park years and years ago. Mm, more these um, free records when Melbourne mate. was yeah. so bad. <laughs> so this was Sydney's largest ever recorded win, and also West Coast's um, largest ever defeat. So um, two records there, and it was the first time the clubs kicked two hundred points since Geelong defeated Melbourne. In that woeful day in 2011 at um, Cardinia Park. So, yeah, very interesting. Considering us two, we said Sydney would only win by five goals um, on Friday. And I think Liam said they win by <laughs> wow, 10 really? goals. Yeah. Well, I mean, credit to Sydney for what they've done. Mm. Like, that's impressive. But for a team that's not been that impressive uh, in Sydney, uh, to do that to a team uh, like West Coast, it just... Shows a lot, really. Um, and I think even should be maybe a mercy rule because that's brutal. <laughs> uh, you can't uh, – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to take. That's just not not great at all. And I think I think something needs to happen. Some Someone's got to fall on the sword for that now because I know they want to stick with Adam Simpson. But when you get to levels like that, it's beyond repair. But you've just got to do something just to – 
make a gear change or send a shockwave through the club or something because that's bad. That's Why? real bad. There were so many multiple goal kickers. That's, hang on, let me count here. How many multiple goal see. kickers yep. for Sydney? Isaac Heaney with five. Logan McDonald um, with four. Joel Armitage yep. with four. Hayden McLean, three. McInerney, three. Goulden, three. Chad Warner, two. Luke Parker, two. Ryan Clark, two. And then Shidrick, Papley, and Robbie Fox are the goal kickers for Sydney. At least Jack uh, Jack Darling, he kicked two. And Oscar Allen kicked two. So Oscar Allen uh, uh, is still in the Coleman race, I guess. Uh, let's start a debate, Sam. Percentage boosts. Oh, yeah. Let's start a debate here, Sam and Jerry. Debate, go on. What's more damning? Geelong's 200 points over Melbourne in 2011 Mm. or this game? You could make the argument that this game is more damning considering Sydney currently sit as a bottom four side. Yeah, I'd agree with JCO. This would probably be more damning. Because Sydney yep. haven't been playing good footy and West Coast shouldn't be losing by that many points. Because at least with Geelong yep. versus Melbourne, it was first v 16th at the, or 17th at the time because Gold Coast had just joined by that point. But mm. That's wow. Why is no one bringing up that I think maybe it should be a – we should be looking at medical staff here. Maybe change up of club doctors would be a good first move, I reckon. <laughs> um, Surely. They might as well just – Clear everyone out and start again because it's 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 oh to be honest I it's it's almost like hurtful I'm not a West Coast fan and they've got the biggest membership tally the biggest club in the AFL by members uh, and they I don't know what they'd be feeling at the moment considering they played a grand final with the coach they have now five years ago um, with plenty of those names still ago, on the list to. but out injured. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, surely it's not. I, f- I honestly feel sorry for them and uh, can't get to play them again, so <laughs> get to play them twice. So it be At interesting least- to see. And I, I'll, I'll chicken myself. I don't have a chicken on me, but uh, I said last week maybe they'd get some wins towards the end of the year, but I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. At least Western Australia has one good thing going for it. 14-9-93, defeating Essendon 9-7-61. Flag Mantle's back, baby. I'm guessing the Frio Why people would you are say saying. That? Um, I've just <laughs> said that. I said it. that with no substance whatsoever, Jerry. <laughs> Break that down for me. Um, well, Frio just led the whole way. I was watching um half of the game there, and geez, um, Sam, you were counting Luke Jackson out, but he was on fire. He kicked three goals, one, and looked really good in the forward line alongside um, Jai Amos with two. And um, what about Frederick in his um, 50th game? He took one of the um, nice screamers um, along half forward and then um, supported by Andy Brayshaw with 29 and that classy goal. Sarong with 32 and a goal. Um, yeah, the Bombers midfield just, I feel like, got out of class as well. Like, apart from Merritt. Like, the others didn't do much, in my opinion. Thoughts there? Missing Draper, that would have been uh, mm. uh, a big loss for the Bombers. And I, I think uh, it, this was this was a crucial game for the Dockers, uh, and I think it was going to be an inevitable slip for the Bombers. Uh, I don't think they'll last in the eight. Um, I'd, I'd, and they'll probably come out now. I need to see. There's there's a few teams, I think, that are going to drop down out um I'm still not convinced by the Bombers and we want to see a bit of that Fremantle that we did see 
last year in the finals, whether it's going to be this late latter half of the year that they're going to show something. Because they've not not had the start that they have wanted, uh, but this this does some help to their course. Certainly does. Any final thoughts, Jerry? Frio back as well. <laughs> oh, we won't go as far to say flag, man. All but uh, yeah, it's getting threatening from ninth through to twelfth. You got Fremantle, Geelong, and Richmond. Yeah, Gold Coast as well. Gold Coast yeah. as well, which we're going to get to very shortly. I think that was mostly a percentage boost, as we'll explain in a minute. What is going to slowly turn probably the best? Uh, are we going to say one of the best games of uh, rivalries of twenty twenty three? We'll probably say Collingwood v Adelaide at the MCG. Uh, five goals to Taylor Walker, 38 to Dacos, or 37 disposable balls to Dacos. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I said it during the mid-year. Jerry wasn't here for me to say it. Get the chicken ready. Jerry's got the chicken in hand. Collingwood, they win by two points against Adelaide. Collingwood Magpies, Premier's in waiting. He's gone and done it. You've said this. I have said it. Jerry hadn't heard it, so I'm saying it yeah, again. Yeah, I'd like. I, I don't know if. Yeah, no, no. I think you got chicken last time, and yeah. I don't think you can say that. You can't oh, say that I now I until the finals. It, it is just. It's too yeah. big of a call. I still reckon these nail biters. Colin I know coming. that they're good. Yeah, you go. Sorry, no. I was just going to say, like, they have been really impressive, but uh, just the way. I don't, I don't know. They they are a good side, and this they are in the top where they are at the moment for that reason. Um, and that was a very competitive Friday night's game. That was very enjoyable. Um, I think I saw Fox Sports or something. They put out a, a ladder predictor at the end of season, um, and they didn't have a side like Adelaide in it in the top eight, which I thought was bizarre. I think they are every bit of chance to play finals as well. Um, they look good. They just kind of. Ran out of steam, and again, Collingwood are in that position to do that. But they always do find a way to win, even if it's you know. Uh, they played early in the year at Adelaide Oval, in and it was a bit of a thriller, right? Or am I? They won by a single point. point. They'd only been in front for thirty seconds yep. of the game, and it was the last thirty seconds yep. of that game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Crows would be feeling it. Um, they need to get that. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but uh, uh, that guy, he's crying, and he's like. They robbed me right in front of my eyes. Oh, yeah. let <laughs> find yeah. that guy. See if we can find that during the break. But that, uh, that'll describe a few Crows fans. But don't be too disheartened because I think Crows will play finals this year. I think we're looking at a pretty good run for the Crows right now. Uh, there's, there's some great talent. There's some great footy being played, especially in the Crows. But no, uh, here's my reason as to why I say Collingwood Premier's in waiting. Because 11 out of their last 15 games this year, they're, they're winning from trailing at three-quarter time. We've established that they've spent a year winning by any means necessary, by hook or by crook, they will find a way to do it within less than a kick. It doesn't matter if you're if you're four points up or four goals up with even five minutes to go, they will find a way and they will keep on coming. But also, they've established that they can trounce teams too. Mm. I still reckon like those nail-biters are going to cost Collingwood eventually because last year in that prelim final, Sydney managed to secure that solitary one point They win. did not beat Collingwood that day. They just <laughs> survived them. They genu- well, genuinely... You know, Wins a win, yeah. sure, but that was not. Yeah, a no, win. no. If, they no, survived no, sorry, him. Sorry, they, they survived him. If you win, you beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you survived yes. them. Yeah, you no. survived them. Collingwood looked like the better side before the final siren hit. 
Oh. I think he deserves a chicken for that. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'm not backing down from that claim. Unless Port Adelaide can be even more inspirational, you could probably put the, the name on the cup now and then just tell every other club, here's what the cup looks like. Easier. Take it off. Do, do whatever you can in your power to make us take this name off. That's my opinion right now. Hawthorne. Still, how, how many rounds to go? There's still, there's still like eight rounds to go. Three. Oh, yeah. Eight rounds even before the finals. Yep. There's a lot can go wrong. Sure, but I, I just do not see that happening. They either trounce teams or they right. will cross over the finish yeah. line and they will steal victory from the jaws of defeat at any given moment. And every club almost at this point has suffered from it. This... Stats? The stats. stats in this game, because I don't think we really went through them. Um, yeah. Dacos, 37 again. Um, Jordan Dawson, 35 from him. Josh Dacos, 33 and a goal. Uh, Dacos had a goal as well. Rory Lerd, Lerd 31. Ben Keyes, 31. Ben uh, Keyes Tex Walker, five player. goals, one. It's just vintage Tex. Coleman um, lead as well. Kicked a couple <laughs> that great 10 goals. goals eh? <laughs> Danny Elliott, two goals, one. Mason Cox, two goals. Did you see that crazy bit of play when he dishes it out, Mason Cox? Yep. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. they came for him. His, his glasses flew off. Crazy. <laughs> well, no, no, they didn't get flown off. Ben Keyes took them off. He's probably going to be copping a fine for that, surely. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I think it was a one thousand five hundred dollar okay. fine. You'd there. say that, yeah. As a, also, as a glasses wearer, that you don't do that. Yeah. Also, injury <laughs> concerns. I'm guessing Braden Maynard falling mm. in the far, final two minutes. We'll get a little quick word on that as we break down the Gold Coast Suns. Well, they ran over the Hawks, but it took a bit of time for them to go to to win by sixty seven points. Fourteen seventeen one hundred one plays five four thirty four. There was a lot of inside and uh, inside fifty entries for the Suns that were getting mopped up quite a bit by the Hawthorne defence, but eventually they ended up kicking away Sam. Yeah, no, I th- the Suns had to get this one done. Uh, I think they were uh, upset, a bit livid from last week. Um, they are a side that really looking like they want to play finals as well and finally get their Stewie Jews probably in his, you know, uh, the pressure's on him this year. Uh, but I think 67 points is a massive win. Uh, and for Hawks, they haven't played that bad, uh, again, for where they are. So uh, I would have thought this is definitely a danger game for the Suns, but they dealt with it. Uh, Roses, three goals, two. Ben King, two goals, two. Lacocious, two goals, two. Now Anderson, two goals. Um, and disposals-wise, uh, Hardwick for uh, the Hawkers. Um, he's got 38, massive for him. Florini. Uh, from the Suns, uh, 35. Scrimshaw, uh, 31. MP, 29. Will Day, 29. Noah Anderson, 28. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, I think solid win at home um, for the Suns. It'll be interesting to see their run home and how many games they've got up uh, and if they've got any more games in the uh, Northern Territory because that's really been a bit of a play for them. Buy round, uh, buys for this round were Carlton, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, GWS and Richmond. Going back to uh, Gold Coast, how threatening do you see them? Well, you were saying you, you're very intrigued by what they have in the next few weeks, but do you, you see them as a threatening side as a result of um, the last few weeks of form, Sam? Uh, uh, I don't know. I Look, they're on the edge and there's so many teams and I think in the last couple of years it's increased. There's about five, four or five teams that... Um, could be you know playing finals. Don't know the the, the door's just wide open uh, for whoever wants it. Um, uh, they definitely look a bit more threatening than they have in in other recent years. Um, but 
Not sure. Not sure. But this is probably their last uh, go at it with Stewie Jew if they don't. Um, I don't know your thoughts on that. Jerry? Well, I think this is the season where Gold Coast make finals or not. Like, if they don't make finals this year, then yep. Stewie Jew could um, be out the door. So, make or break. What do you reckon, Sam? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's the, uh, the, the... They've had many... I don't know how many years he's been at the club now. Um, and uh, it's... This is, yeah, you, what you do a die moment sacked, for them. Um, and it's going to be interesting as we get closer. Geelong uh, and Frio and and maybe even Richmond in this conversation now of teams that could probably crack in. There are going to be teams that are going to drop down. We might as well go through the ladder and then, Jerry, if you've got an injury update for us, we can go through. Uh, but Collingwood on top, sit pretty. 48 points. Port Adelaide in second, 48 as well. Collingwood in by percentage. Brisbane, 40 points in third. Melbourne, 36 in fourth. Uh, down to fifth, St Kilda, 32. Uh, Essendon, six on 32 points as well. Uh, Western Bulldogs behind them, 32. Uh, game behind that, Adelaide Crows rounding out the top eight. Um, and then it's Geelong, Gold Coast, Fremantle, Richmond, Sydney, GWS, Carlton, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and West Coast. <sighs> what a ladder. It's it's a very... Uh, what's the word? You know, what's the word you use in maths? I guess it's very skewed in, you know, in polar opposites. You've got some really poorly performing teams in the bottom four, and then you got some flying teams just making up the top four, and then it's anyone's game through from 6th to 12th, Jerry. Yeah, so very negatively skewed or... Uh, I think we need to say negatively, Skew, because we're seeing a lot of blowouts this year as a result of, uh, I guess, tactical or form or just general injuries and or just being West Coast, I guess. But we're seeing a lot of blowouts. Put a prediction now. um, I I reckon three teams come out of the the eight that's in it now, Um, and I think Adelaide stay in. I'm not sure about Bulldogs. Bulldog, Essendon, and Kilda come out for me probably. That sounds plausible, say, Jerry? Jerry. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Maybe two out of those three sides, I reckon. I see some. Them stay yeah. in. I'm starting to think Essendon and Bulldogs fall out. Maybe St Kilda just scrape in. Adelaide mm. climb to say sixth, but that's going to be a tough one. If you, I will admit, I think uh, I'm going to chicken yourself. I'll, I'll withhold for now. We've got round ball to cover. That's round fifteen covered. Here's yeah. waving flag by Canaan. Jerry, that, that just quickly. Yes. Yeah. Injuries? Injury. Injuries. What, what? Who come out of the round? And no one's been reported? Uh, no reports, just a few fines, uh, which we don't have time for. But with injuries quickly, West Coast, um, another player, Jack Williams, has done his ankle, so he could be out for two to four weeks. Um, he was subbed out uh, halftime. Zerk Thatcher initially had a head knock, and then he got subbed out for an abductor injury. So uh, Brad Scott said it could be soft tissues so for two to three weeks. Um, Nick Murray from Adelaide is awaiting scans for his hamstring, also subbed out. Uh, Phil Thorpe copped an ankle injury towards the end of the game, but he should be fine for next week. Um, besides that, that's all the injury news. On to our next song. You're on the sports desk. On scene. Round ball coming up. That was Waving Flag by Canaan. It was a good song to um, kind of hype up the Women's World Cup in a few weeks. Um, Jace didn't want Waka Waka playing, so, <laughs> yes. I mean, fair enough. I mean, even in 2010, I was never a fan of that one. <laughs> Were uh, you a fan of it, Sam? 
Oh, just one moment, please. Oh, no. One moment, please. The tech has let <laughs> yeah. us down a little bit. Sammy, uh, re-ask that question. Sammy, please. were you a fan of Waka Waka back in the day? Sorry, I only heard two seconds of that. <laughs> were you a fan of Waka Waka back in the day? The World Cup song by Shakira. Oh, that was a World Cup song, wasn't it? Too? Yeah. yeah. This time for Africa. Is that my number? Uh, yeah, maybe. Good, good. I'm in good company there. Oh. Not, not a fan of that. No, no, I'm chicken. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a bit cruel in that sense. That's probably one of the best World Cup songs ever. Like, no, it's good. I remember we played um, last year during the World Cup. We had a show, and we've just played for like all the weeks during the World Cup. We played a different um, World, World Cup, Cup song. song. So it was a great time. And speaking of World Cup songs, I mentioned on Friday we'll get to hear. Um, I think this week. The brand new uh, Women's World Cup song by Australian New Zealand artist Benny and Morat. Uh, so I can't wait to hear that. Um, we'll be definitely playing that. Uh, but the round ball news, uh, we'll head straight over to Miami because uh, uh, into Miami have confirmed. Yeah, so um, with Miami, <laughs> um, we got Sergio Biscuits. Um, sorry, you just threw yeah. me off. <laughs> Well, you, you, you segued so thing. beautifully. I had to just make it seamless. And if you had, a, you know, we just keep ourselves talking, it looked like a we would have looked like a slick radio show for a bit, wouldn't we? Well, you played the Premier League yeah. song for yeah. the MLS. It's the only one we had. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say they've confirmed a date for his uh, debut and arrival. They're going to play a game against uh, Mexican side um, Cruz Azul. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. On, on July 21. Uh, so still a month away, uh, but it'd be interesting to see what he does. That league's becoming so massive, the MLS. So mm. many teams now in the last couple of years, and uh, look, it's been a great move, and uh, I, I think it's a great move for Messi. I know there's been a lot of talk about the, the Saudi league um, and um, the scope that they've got, the talent that's just suddenly appeared in this league uh, in Saudi Arabia out of randomly, um, out of nowhere, um, but I think... Uh, I think um, Messi will be happy in Miami with the beaches and the, the bars and everything. I think he'll be pretty happy down there to retire. That sounded um, like a very yearnful... Speaking uh, of Premier League kind of th- rumours as well, mm. uh, City and Arsenal are in a race for Declan Rice, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, that's still going. So I believe it was... Um, yeah, West Ham rejected Arsenal's bid for Declan Rice. It was upwards of $70 million, um, And... They're also trying to propose a new bid, but Man City have yet to um, bid for um, Declan Rice. But I think they'll release a bid very shortly before transfer window ends. Um, there's a few others I want to quickly cover. Obviously, um, Mason Mount heading to Man United, um, fifty-eight million plus seven million add-ons rejected by Chelsea. So we want something else of that. Firmino and Eduard Mendy both join L. Alhi as free transfers from Liverpool and Chelsea, so they'll be massive. Mm. And Di Maria going to Benfica from PSG on a free transfer. Thoughts on that? Uh, t- t- Chelsea, Chelsea, interesting one. Uh, they've gotten like the amount of money they spent so much, and then I felt like they've just you know lost their investment in these players. A lot of them are gone. Um, one's gone to City in uh, Mateo Kovacic, so. Look, I, maybe maybe their issues are going to string for a few seasons longer. This is going to be a while. It's, it seems like a lot of work uh, that they're going to have to do. Um, uh, and big news here on um, Melbourne City player Marco Tilio set to go to Celtic. Um, so despite 
losing Ange Postacoglu, Celtic. We'll get another Australian from Melbourne City, which we've sent so many players there. You'll join former Socceroo teammate and Melbourne City teammate Aaron Moy um, at the Hoops. Um, so interesting. Um, so many. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to the uh, Melbourne City. And a lot of teams have lost players, but we certainly have lost a fair chunk of our side from the last couple of years. So whether we can stay stay true to the form that we've had, um, which, which is a shame that we didn't win the um, the grand final this year because that was really the last chance. Mm. Mm. Any more news coming from there, Terry? Oh, just quickly. From other leagues? From the Premier League, Aspilicueta from Chelsea, the Champions League winning captain, has um, signed for Inter Milan for two years. So that um, is almost a done deal. So um, another Chelsea player gone. So they want to make a few changes to be back in the top four. Mm. Yep. Is that listeners interesting, and interesting. fellow panel people the sports desk for this Monday? That is the sports desk for Monday. That's the sports desk. Sam, uh, by way of virtual reality, we thank you very much for yes. uh, gutting it out and uh, doing it over the Zoom with all our, you know how the equipment goes sometimes or things can go wrong from time to time, but uh, we, we got our way through it and uh, it's an exciting week ahead, isn't it? Yep. It'll be an exciting show on Friday as we look forward to preview Another crazy round of sport around the world, so you can't miss it. It's all going to be covered on the Sports Desk Fridays and Mondays from 5pm. You can start to date on our social media, Sports Desk Sin. <laughs> Almost couldn't say it then. Um, and uh, Jerry, just give us a, after I give my wrap on the pub footy, because we got our second win this year. Uh, very happy we bet the bats. Never bet the bats before. So <laughs> oh, that was exciting. Any running for you, Jerry, this weekend? Any? No. No? Jerry does nothing. Sam, I want no a Adventures of Sam Manhattan <laughs> pub footy segment next week. That's something to look forward to next week, listeners. But be sure to join us on Friday for the preview show. Until then, have a great week and go sport. <laughs>